man, you about to uh, be one of the esteemed guests that has had a second appearance on Hello Black. Bro. A second, yo, she's like, that's a whole you, you like, in rare territory. <laughs> <laughs> it's rarefied air for real though. And you, you, you for sure the only uh. I think he the only out of state nigga that didn't came in and, and fucked with us too. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, always got to in the field. You know, yeah, always got to show show support to, to the real. You know what I mean? Shit, I think even before we get into the episode, that that might even be some some dope shit to talk about too, like what your experience was like coming out to Oakland and shit. And, and you know, for those who don't know, Q for had sure. a, a workshop on, on Pan Africanism um, for our community. Um, so yeah, what was your what was your experience like and shit? You know, I fuck with it, man. Like, when it came to the town, y'all show hella love. It was really interesting because, like I've been saying for probably about a couple of years now, like, the Bay is so influential just to Africans in America, so-called America. So just to witness the energy, even though it was during pandemic times, like, before everything opened up, I was like, you know, the headspace of like, yo, this is, <laughs> like, ground zero for so much of what, the organizing is for what the lingo is for what hip hop is even, you know what I mean? Just like what our trends are. So it was just love on that, on that, on that tip. But then it came to the work and seeing like, you know, the infrastructure and just seeing like the community that y'all built, that shit was everything, yo. Like I really took a whole, like, I don't know. I took a different part of myself back with me. You know what I mean? I felt like I grew just being around that. It was definitely real. Yeah, man, it was it was it was great to have you out, and I felt like the um that like kind of transference of energy towards you know we we sent you home feeling juiced up. I feel like that that space that you helped us cultivate in terms of the community learning mm-hmm. on the the revolutionary Pan Africanism like mm-hmm. that just that that for sure lit a flame under me for mm-hmm. sure. sure. Mm-hmm. No, it was definitely like a really dope exchange. I f- it was a cultural exchange, you know what I mean. I think as Africans, we got to begin to recognize ourselves as like little locales and little nations. And just to be out in Oakland with the Africans out there, just to really impart any type of knowledge. And for y'all to be able to even say that you took anything from, you know what I mean? The workshop was, that shit was love, you know what I mean? And it's definitely going to transcend because y'all are implementing a lot of what I'm seeing from history. You know what I mean? It's just to even have a little bit of an imprint on that was it was certainly special. Bro, history really just a guiding force for us in liberation movements, bro. The more I dive deep into Pan-Africanism and Nkrumah and New Africa and the Republic of New Africa, it's like mm-hmm. all this shit is very clear on what, mm-hmm. what got to happen. You right. know what I'm saying? To where, you know, you can oftentimes feel pessimistic in, in some ways, especially with knowing the extent of this capitalist, you know, imperialist force that we, we fight back against, like, New Africa and, and Pan-Africanism gives us a very clear outlook mm-hmm. on what the necessary steps are for us to gain independence, mm-hmm. sovereignty, and emancipation from this white settler nation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know, just being being in, I guess you could say, the community that y'all have cultivated and I think sharing a particular moment of when, I, I think I spoke on Malcolm when he went to Cairo, um, and just being able to impart his knowledge and his pain and his perspective to heads of state and appealing to those nations out there. I think that's what we have to do with each other. 
is we got to begin to understand each other, like what Malcolm talks about, like seeing ourselves in the light of understanding, you know, and so much of why our movements are quote unquote non-movements or whatever you want to refer to them as in this day and age, the reason why I think is because we're not seeking to overturn material conditions like the ones in the 60s during the African liberation movement. We're asking for assimilation. We're not agitating for sovereignty or for the ability to make decisions. We're agitating for the ability to, you know, be a part of or to be consumed by or to be upsumed by, you know what I mean? And just for y'all's model of serving, <laughs> it shows to me that y'all have completely learned from a lot of what you know, I was able to 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 impart, you know, what I mean, and just to see the implementation of that daily is like, thought, I can't tell you how much it brings like shit. Damn, it made me cry for real. <laughs> it's that deep and it's love, man, for real. Yeah, this this shit reminiscent on this also makes me think about a combo that, that me and Blake had recently um, just around like. Like feelings of isolation, I think when you so caught up in the work and you just seen like your little section, um, even though motherfuckers be pushing like shit like Pan-Africanism uh, in the Republic of New Africa, when you just 10 toes down in this shit and putting your head down and just building and building, it can feel like you're doing this alone. And e- even if you know, like you you go online and you, you know, you hear about other people doing the work, you see other people doing some solid work. It was something about, you feel me, you coming out here that helped fucking, I guess like combat some of those feelings of isolation and i i think that's that's what we gotta we gotta get at especially if we're gonna be talking about you know the african african liberation movement the, the black power movement that was happening in the 60s where you had niggas going you know linking up on the continent coming out here and linking up mm-hmm. i think that's you know something I mean, we had um kamal yeah. from atlanta come out here this past week and, and pull up to, to a program and shit and it's just again having those feelings like damn niggas is not out here just doing it alone especially in a place like i'm sure i mean we talk about the terrain in virginia we talk about the terrain in oakland where niggas mm-hmm. are surrounded by these nonprofits, surrounded by these liberals who mm-hmm. are you know pushing the rhetoric but but have no analysis no critique no combatants of the white supremacist imperial structure right like it just mm-hmm. be feeling like niggas is alone but when you get people like yourself coming out come out coming out um it, it make it, it reminds you like nah niggas we we not the last ones left it's, it's other niggas out there pushing that real shit and mm-hmm. ready to pull up and work mm-hmm. i think that's what nation has has to represent to us in this day and age you know what i mean so much of what we understand within our rhetoric and so much of what we implement within whether it be organizing or mutual aid work or whatever i think it's informed by history to the point where we can become captives to history and I think that it's important to guard against that. And one thing I love about what y'all do is y'all not captive to history. Y'all are students of it. And a good student is always going to critique who's teaching them. You feel me? So when it comes to, you know, the words of a Malcolm or the words of an Asada or the words of a Chokwe Lumumba, right? These figures couldn't have possibly foreseen what we're going to witness within the change of terrain. While the, while the terrain in function has remained the, the same, the, the aesthetics, the liberties, and the technologies on it are going to change. So Malcolm, he didn't deal with smartphones. We have to. 
You feel what I'm saying? Like Tubman, she didn't or even deal. Like the mass surveillance we exactly. Exactly. Like Tubman couldn't foresee COINTELPRO being the what it is right now. Social media. Like, you know what I mean? This is these are things that we have to respond to in real and scientifically deduce how to combat the terrain completely, you know? And I think that's what y'all do. Yeah. I know one thing he was talking about was like, you know, being able to really tap in, you know, how Malcolm was tapping in with different nations and us, you know, we got to tap in with each, with each other in these different, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Whether we in Oakland or Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Different mm-hmm. like new African tribes to some mm-hmm. extent, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But that shit is when you talk about nation building and what forms up a nation is it, it is the capacity to be able to enter international relations with other States. Mm-hmm. And so like that, that shit that Malcolm was on, brother, that, that's some shit that, the new African nation got to be on, you know what I'm saying? Is being able to really, how do we, you know, internationalize our issues through an international lens, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Whether it's the international tribunal coming up through the spirit of Mandela coalition, but mm-hmm. you know, I think that shit is super important to focus on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I can't, I can't just, I can't disagree at all because I view, you know, us as nations within the nation, you know, the so-called nation, you know what I mean? on the settler terrain that we, you know, have to navigate every day, each of us in our different locales, our neighborhoods, our nations, you know what I mean? So how can we then coalesce under the banner of African-American, under Black American? What does that mean? What does that mean when you have Africans in New Orleans who have just as much of a difference and similarity between them as Africans in, you know, Brooklyn, New York, right? As much as there is the similarity, as much as a difference as you would see in Africans in Angola and Africans in South Africa, Johannesburg. So for us to try to coalesce under the banner of, oh, we Black Americans and we're going to go for these, it doesn't make any sense. Logistically, it doesn't make any sense. But if we understand ourselves as serious Africans, then we recognize the terrain is war. So if the terrain is war, why are we going to coalesce under the banner of what is being granted to us by the settler state? By your captive. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, how can how how can somebody's captor give them an identifier and say, this is what you deserve? This is what you need. When the fact of the matter is every single part of this reality rejects that terminology. How can we be the slave and the master at the same time? How is that possible? How can I be the whipped and the whip whipper at the same time? That doesn't make any sense. I don't reap any benefit from these scars. You feel me? So how does it make sense for us to think that we're going to build nation when we have to respect each other as nations, where we have the Pacific Northwestern Africans who are just as much and similar and different as the Southwest Africans? Folks who are in, you know, Chicago have just as much of difference and similarity as Africans in Miami. And like it's it's just un- until we coalesce around our nations that we are already in to then build out, to build federations, to then build an economic base to support and satiate a unitary, you know, form of movement, we're gonna be confused. <laughs> because we have to recognize ourselves as damn we we Africans of Oakland need to build a nation here so then we can cooperate with other peoples that's how that's how you build Africa Africa doesn't start with a plurality of identities it starts with one that builds on to another that builds on to another until there's an idea of what this is 
because there are sovereignties that are enjoyed that make up this one thing. But we're too caught up on our own petty sovereignties trying to unify under the banner of an oppressor. It's illogical and it's contradictory even in the own you know, application. It doesn't make sense. You can't even call it petty sovereignty when you, again, are, are being held captive. For real. Like, like that that's same, contradictory. Come like on, bro. That so same luxury flag. is luxury. Yeah, waving your false nationalism. <laughs> Come on now. False shit that you don't own. You feel me? Come on now. Like hey, ain't your shit, nigga. African American. And like, if we really understand that identity, nigga, that shit was meant to co op the Black Power movement with that nigga. Uh, what's that name? Uh, Jesse Jackson. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, we need African American instead of Black Power. This is Black Power shit. That, that shit too tough. And now we're seeing it right now with. Uh, ADOS, the quote unquote American <laughs> descendants of slavery. So first of all, you identify as a cap as a captor by saying you was an American. Now you say you're a descendant of a slave. So you're so a slave the and the captive. <laughs> so you both it's not time. funny, bro. Some people are actually confused. No, it is. But, I mean, some people, people, people are confused. I mean, this, this, but that's the role of you know propaganda. That's, yeah. This ADOS shit don't come out of no vacuum. You feel me? That shit was a direct, coordinated, mm-hmm. you know, reactionary nationalism. Mm-hmm. A lot of ways meant to mm-hmm. co-opt New Africa. You feel mm-hmm. me? Um, mm-hmm. And to some petty shit. You feel me? To where? All right. Now we see a diaspora war going on. Like, bro, this is exactly by design. Rather mm-hmm. than finding some type of unity amongst all different tribes. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, a better descriptor would be: We are America's Africans, because it shows the possessive, not in the sense of that they own us in the most chattel, you know what I mean? Like of the most visceral sense, like it's like of chattel slavery. But in terms of the plantation, all they've done is reform it. And a lot of us would like to imagine ourselves freer than we actually are. And that's why people hold on to, oh no, we can still be a part of this. How can you, how can you be a part of your own death? You feel me? And that's what, you know, oh, we built our own death. And that's why I, I want to be a part of it. That doesn't make sense. But that's a sign of, of trauma. That's a sign of colonization. That is a imprint of our psyches being beaten and beaten and beaten. Because that's what they've done to the plantation. They have to refine the personalities and the psychologies of people who are still left on the plantation. Because they're going to remove the warriors. They're going to lynch the warriors. They're going to imprison the warriors. They're going to exile the warriors. So... You know, they'll remove the lumping. They'll remove the people who ain't got shit to lose who are going to act on it because those are the people who are susceptible to radicalization. And that's what we have to understand the, the terrain as because all these mass incarceration laws, that's about refining the plantation. That's about how do we get the weakest of the weak left? How do we get the people who are the most ignorant to these politics left? How do we get the people who are so caught up in the job that they, that they don't care about this shit left? But the people who actually are willing to do some shit about this, we have to remove them from from the community. Exactly. Exactly. We we wonder why the African independence movement, you know, has really been behind bars. Come on. (laughs) It's really been pushed behind bars. George Jackson, come on. (laughs) It's real. Free them all, man. Free all political prisoners, man. Free all new Africans out this penitentiaries, man. Absolutely. So for for our episode today, this is. Uh, we just came on talking shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> shit. I love it. As per usual, that's why I fuck with this yeah, shit. I'm, I, I came on talking yeah. shit. No outline, nothing, just talking. But you know, we, we got an outline for for all our uh, listeners, our yeah. listeners. And, and to black. that to that point, bro, this is just again a representation of like niggas have cultivated this relationship over years. I think about how like 
you see niggas like the terms quote unquote mutual, like this is what it looks like when you develop some shit into camaraderie. You know what I'm saying? Like, like this shit extends beyond. This shit extends beyond. Yeah, we are mutual. We follow each other. Nigga, what the fuck that mean, man? It, and it ain't niggas linking up for brunch and photo ops and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, you was here. Niggas didn't even know. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Like, right. it, it ain't about that. And all of our, over the last year, all of our online presence have decreased. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Field too off 23rd serving the people, man. Yeah. Yeah. Doing real work. And so to, to the niggas Running who the Europeans off the block and shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the niggas who uh you know meet niggas online, bro. Like if y'all really if all y'all about what y'all be talking about, it should be some material shit we should be able to point to. And the material shit look like Q coming up to Oak and hand distributing meals mm-hmm. and teaching a class. Mm-hmm. That's the and 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 trust me, that shit done went a lot of ways. You know what I mean, that shit yeah. done went fed a lot of people, fam. Trust me. Yeah. But to to the topic for today is another conversation we've been having frequently. Um, all three of us have a a a lot of love for film for music, um, but we wanted to talk on like I guess black representation, but. More so focused on, yeah, well, we can call it black representation. Yeah, yeah like that, that's quote unquote what it is is, is, is black representation in, in film. Yeah, in and, American and, film where we, we don't have control over the stories nine times out of 10 or 99% <laughs> of the time. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and one of the combos we uh discussed like niggas being fed up with, you know, black folks, new African being reduced to, to trauma porn. Really just wanted to start with like, Q, why do you think that is the case? Well, I think, you know, the terminology of trauma porn, it definitely speaks to a tradition of framing the African, um, framing the image of the African and what that means. Um, Because when you look at who controls the land and who controls the most of the land in the world, what what is it? The uh, I'm sorry, the British crown (laughs) owns the most land in, in the world still. So, you know, just to frame it. The reason why that matters is because people who control land control the way people move on that land and down to why they think they're moving. And that's a psychological war as much as it is, you know, I mean, the dispossession of actual resources and everything that's happened. So when you have the British crown owning the most of the land in the world, a.k.a. Europeans owning the most land in the world, we're going to get their ideas on the on the on the land everything that's built their institutions are going to be built with their you know sentiments in mind so when we get images quote unquote our images that's funny when when we get images of the african it's images that are informed by the sentiments the directives and the agendas of europeans so reason why we have people who give us trauma porn is because that's what the motherfuckers is allowed. They're allowed to do that. They're motivated to do that by capital. They're incentivized with, you know, agendas and, you know, forms of money and, you know, payment to, to give us these images, you know, and everyone's going to be thinking about it in their head, but just, you know, Tyler Perry, if you, if you look at it, it's a whole mammy mammy caricature, and if we really study where the, where the mammy caricature come from, mm-hmm. like that shit started in slavery. Minstrel mm-hmm. mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty one is he's he's about to redo another one. Mm-hmm. He, I thought he said he was de- done with Medea. Mm-hmm. Minstrelsy. 
what what do you say to the people who say like okay this is bringing awareness to our shit uh yeah <laughs> our shit I, awareness <laughs> uh who We're has the fun or making play of what is the terrible things that have happened is what they say yeah he or you know he's satirizing and shit like that you know what people can view and obviously you know watch what they gonna watch but i'll just say this is that there's a better way to inform the youth and there's a better way to inform our people than through mockery i think we've been mocked enough and when that mockery is not leading to you even further educating the people, then it's obviously a one-sided transaction. And that comes into the class politic of the people who are allowed to do this. I think I have the stat right here um, by UCLA study. I think it's like one out of four, I'm sorry, one out of 10 every uh, directors are people of color, not even black, not even Africans, just one out of 10. And that's like per 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 thousand in Hollywood. So we're talking about a select class of Africans who are allowed. I want to say that word allowed to portray us in these lights, because who has the most disposable income in the nation? I'll wait. It's not us going to, you know, fucking NBA games. It's not us going to concerts and mass. It's not us going to the theaters and mass. Who is it? Who's going to see that shit? And then people can talk to me about, oh, well, it's informing us. Who is it really informing? And they don't look at that shit as information. They look at that shit as coonery because that's what it is. Entertainment. They, <laughs> it's entertainment. Fucking tap dancing job. Minstrel <laughs> show, nigga. That's what they watching it as and laughing at niggas. I, I think about these movies that like are supposed to be highlighting police brutality. Like, okay, so since this movie has come out, has there been a decline in uh, in, in pigs murdering Africans? No. Mm. Mm. You we we you get movies with um I, bro I was oh I, I turned it on I knew I I knew what I was gonna get but I turned it on anyway Monster on Netflix it's about a young black boy who is I I must I didn't finish it so I'm just have to and I didn't read no synopsis but from what I've seen the trailers and shit it's a young black a young black boy like 17 years old who's wrongfully arrested and I'm I don't know if he's eventually convicted of a murder um. And I'm like, I watched it. I'm I'm looking at this the shit. With the, nigga, it, the white skin nigga in New York. Yeah, Asap Rocky's in it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched um, this. And my one, the one OG nigga who I think is a really good actor. Was I can't remember his name. He's in um, what's the what's the movie? Whatever. I might fuck off on a tangent. But okay, so this is what happens, right? It's a young black boy who gets arrested. And it's clearly wanting to show, like, look at this is what's happening to them. We have had a million of those movies. Has it led to less wrongful convictions and less wrongful incarcerations? No, nigga. So again. What I mean, awareness is this? What is this? You know, here's the promoting snitching. <laughs> Every type of fucking movie you see is gonna promote snitching at some end. You're gonna see a motherfucking snitch, some nigga taking the stand, bro. Shit is just fucking snitch propaganda, bro. Digging niggas to take the stand. Because these because these things are messages, and we're gonna get back to that. But um, I want to respond directly to Delancey's point where it's like, has it led to anything, fam? The Rodney King actual footage didn't lead to no justice. So why the fuck do people think that in their institutions, cameras and sets and actors is going to lead to some change? That Real life is not sense. leading to change. Why wouldn't we? <laughs> why wouldn't we <laughs> imagine executed? That's right. change. We've seen Oscar Grant executed. What changes that led to materially? Literally, we hear about all these prison abuses, but there's always mm -hmm. another prison movie. Orange mm -hmm. is the new black. Mm -hmm. Shedding light. Bro, it's it's beyond it's beyond 
beyond parody and satire to, to the point where you have the filmer of the George Floyd execution getting uh, uh, getting an Oscar or something. I, I believe the filmer got an Oscar for being the most impactful film that is in insane. 2020. What? Do people, yeah, like people yeah, need bro, to really I, recognize. I, I can't do this no more. I'm off the <laughs> Man, what? <laughs> like, literally, what? It's, it's to the point where it's it's beyond, it's beyond parody, where life can't even catch up to just bro, what the absurdity. Are we doing, bro? Like, what it, world are we really living in? What's <laughs> fucking propaganda and so, like, bro, this shit is, this shit is the Matrix, bro. Yeah, it's 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 psychopathy, you know what I mean? But no, I ain't gonna go on that tangent. <laughs> it's, you you made a point earlier. I mean, so what 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 would it look like? Because I'm I'm thinking like we know that film can be a vessel for education. Like what mm-hmm. what would our movies what 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 should our movies actually look like if we are aiming to educate and pump pump radical pop propaganda? Into the masses of folks. What was that one speech with uh, Kwame Ture? He said, "You know, the pig got shot. That's a good movie. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a good movie. Anytime and he got away with it. He got away with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, what would they look like? They 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 would look real. You know what I mean? They would look believable. They would look lived in. They would look respected. Not in the sense of." You know, Victorian gender norms and no shit like that. Not, not, I'm not talking about anything in terms of you know respectability politics. I'm 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 talking about that. It would look real in the sense of if we gonna show drug dealers, let's show drug de- dealers for what they really are. Let's show it for what the actual motivation behind it is. What's the pain behind it? Don't don't just show me paid in full. Like I'm pulling up and shooting and chains and it looks good. Show me the pain. Don't just show me the murder. Don't just show me, you know what I mean, the death. Show me, like, what it means to actually have to bury him. Like, show me what it means to actually have to go to those funerals. If you're going to actually do that. If, you, if you're going to show me the sex worker, show me what sex work really is. If you're going to show me the molested child, show me that for what that really is. If you have to do this in our community, if you have to show us film that's trying to educate our people on whether it be the lumping or the most, you know, mundane stories, let it be real. But we don't get real. We get caricatures. It's like um, this book. Um, I think it's Donald Bogle. And it's a book called Tom's Coons, Mulattoes, Manny's Bucks. And it's talking about how since the dawn of, quote unquote, black film, the birth of a nation, the first film they showed in the White House with, you know, Ku Klux Klan propaganda under Woodrow Wilson in the 1920s. Um, blackface all over it. Yeah, all over it. Like the like the trope of the virile uh, black male rapist is in that film. It's talking about the South will rise again. It's, it's some of the most, you know, vile film you'll ever see. But that's the first film shown in the White House. And extrapolate that to the next fact that I'm going to drop on you, where you have uh, step, step and Fetch It, the 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 uh, minstrel coon actor who literally made coon cool he was the first black millionaire in hollywood so if we're tracing a genealogy of images of africans in this nation it has been rooted in our death it's been rooted in violence against us it's been rooted in entertainment for the european it's projection Shit is it's rooted pro- in slavery and captivity come on it's, it's rooted in subjugation it's rooted in lies it's rooted in mythology it's rooted in race science. 
and these oh. things and and these things and these things extrapolate throughout time to where you have nothing but the images of Toms, Coons, Mulattoes, Mammies, and Bucks being the roles that we are allowed to fill. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like we have to look at it from who is allowed in these spaces. Don't just look at it or who made it to the nah, bro. You can't even get to playing a sport without going through gatekeeping, right? And that's on your uh, physical ability, right? So why do people think that industries dominated by capital don't have gatekeepers as well that are refining you based on what your psychology is? What do you think? What motivates you? You think they, they just allow equitable human beings into the halls of capital? No, they, they have to make sure that you're also a sociopath. They have to make sure that you're also a narcissist. They have to make sure that you're also, you know, one of the most, you know, self-centered peoples. They have to make sure that, that like, you'll turn a blind eye to in- injustice. They have to make sure of these things. So when you have Tyler Perry's and all these people who are one out of the, you know, thousands of studio heads, they get there for a reason. Oprah gets there for a reason. So their images are going to be a certain way. So everyone who's still shocked in 2021, why we have this grown ass man putting on a wig and defiling the image of a black woman or a black elder. We have to look at why they're there for a reason. Yeah, and just like understanding that full history of these images of the coon, of the sambo, mm-hmm. of the zip coon, of the buck, mm-hmm. of the brute. You know, all those images was created to justify our fucking exploitation and our oppression and being enslaved. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't understand that that full context of that history of why these images was developed, why these false images was, de- was developed, was all about our oppression, was all about exploiting us, was all about keeping us on the fucking plantation as crazy, quote unquote, Negroes who need to be tamed. It was mm-hmm. depicted niggas as, as a specific way to justify violent actions you look at some of those early like fucking 1900 silent films where it's the damsel in distress being chased by the the black nigga with the watermelon dripping from his mouth and you look at some of this shit in 2020 and it's like bro this shit ain't that different it's the same (laughs) shit but it's also our own people using these fucked up ass caricatures to treat ourselves the same way people using the name representation of quote-unquote representation and that shit translates into interpersonal relationships whether people want to admit it or not that's how strong mm-hmm. this fucking propaganda is. Mm-hmm. Because there are six companies that dominate Hollywood, the same way in which that there are six companies that dominate music. And I'm sure we'll get into that. Um, but in terms of those six companies, I'll give them to you. It's Disney, Netflix, Paramount, Universal, Sony, and Warner Brothers. You have to understand that Disney owns like Touchstone, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm. That's that's Star Wars. That's, you know, the Marvel movies. They own Fox Searchlight, AT&T. They own Warner Brothers, New Line Cinema. They have DC, Comcast. They own DreamWorks, Illumination, Focus Features, Viacom, which is Paramount. Sony, they own Columbia, TriStar, and Screen Gems. And Netflix is the largest streaming platform on the face of the planet. So if we have these six companies, look on their board of governors, do a quick homework from from Hella Black, quick homework, Google the board of governors for every single one of these companies and find an African, find one, right? And if you do find one, look at his class status. And then tell me why we getting these images. Look at his class status and look at his resume. For real though. And, and we have to, and we have to begin to understand that the state and Hollywood are intertwined. These films are messages 
They're, they, it's not just, you know, they're putting out movies. It's it's subtext. You have to read subtext. So, for example, I, I like Judas and the Black Messiah in terms of what it's done for a couple of, you know, people's un- understanding of just who Fred Hampton is. Cool. I can respect that. And I'm not going, you know, disrespect anyone who likes the film. But I would be a fool to not understand the significance of films like Queen and Slim and Judas and the Black Messiah coming out. Those are subconscious messages to any blossoming young black radical. We will put your ass in a box. Do not get it twisted. Don't get any ideas. We will put you in a box. Now go see our film. And that's what these movies represent. It creates one reality too. It's like yep. this this is the this is the destiny. This mm-hmm. is the destiny of it. It's like you, you never get movies. I was we was watching uh what's the shit with Nate Parker Black Skin, American Skin or some shit like that. Yeah. And I was telling Blake, I'm like, man, this movie could have easily started with this nigga killing all the cops and then showing us what the world was like afterwards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that could it could it could have yep. started with him versus him having all this quote unquote fake ass sympathy and getting blasted in the end. Then him him getting smoked at the end. It's like nigga, what the fuck? I, I didn't know what I was supposed to take from that film. But again, right? It's like showing you like this is your destiny. Mm-hmm. This is what happens. But they don't make mm-hmm. big films around. You know what I'm saying? Niggas really getting off and being successful because that's mm-hmm. that also mm-hmm. happened. We ain't got no Castro shit. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got we ain't got no Incrumer movies. Right. Right, shit where niggas was you feel me putting niggas you feel me mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. making shit happen, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't mm-hmm. get we don't see those mm-hmm. because to that was what uh spook was at by the door. Yep, and what did the FBI try that. to do with that shit? They tried to mm-hmm. steal everything, tried to steal all the original films, mm-hmm. you feel me? <laughs> because mm-hmm. it actually had some revolutionary potential. Like, nah, mm-hmm. that shit can be done. Mm-hmm. You organize different guerrilla forces in your neighborhood, like that shit can be done for sure. Mm-hmm. But hey, those ain't the images we get. <laughs> Of course, you know what I mean? And it, and it shows that, like, it shows the sign of the enslavement of a people when they don't control their own images. They don't control their own likeness. Just look at the God people worship. Just look at it. I mean, you named it already, bro. He who controls the land controls the messaging. Come on, man. It's just like, if you control it. Controls everything. Controls the science, controls all, controls the history. And from there, you can controls frame your history. Yeah. Come on, man. Name me. How many movies do we have where it's the Haitian Revolution versus how many movies and how many fucking musicals are they going to make about the French rap Revolution? Bro, how many fucking <laughs> Civil War movies are they going to make? How many fucking World War One movies are they ma- going to make? How many World War Two movies are they going to make? How many, like, bro, this shit is just mm-hmm. over and over making the same film again and again. Mm-hmm. And why is justifying militarization it's justifying mm-hmm. imperialism it's justifying the u.s army and it's propaganda for the military mm-hmm. at the end of the day you know what i'm saying we, we know the cia we know the u.s military is contracting for films they admit absolutely. it absolutely back in <laughs> back back in, back in the 80s back in the 80s they said that they had over 1300 uh magazines being published by the department of defense the pentagon and the thing is though is that that's gone up over the years that was in the 80s uh, I, th- I believe that that, this, that the CIA said at the time, just actively, they had over 100 uh, double agents working within news anchors, people who were double, literally working double time. And now the relationship between Hollywood and the CIA has gotten so out in the open now that um, they invite actors to Langley, Virginia to you know get 
all of you know the training they get the indoctrination they get the okay to use certain you know helicopters and shit they get the best technology to use on film sets and people don't understand that the very nature of entertainment in america is that there is no entertainment it's all indoctrination all of it all of it from watching csi miami which will use and have scripts that are revised and doctored by the actual departments that they are referencing to 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 the little innocuous transformer movies that they use black hawks and whatnot from you know i mean the marines and whatnot they have to get that lease by the pentagon all these things are revised all these scripts are looked at to the marvel movies you watch all of it like bro all of think all these military equipment come from Pentagon, bro. Right, and 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 that's just you know one of the ways that they can tailor the minds because it's it's also psychological warfare. You know, there was a head of CIA back in back in nineteen believe fifties, Charles Douglas Jackson, who worked as the head of psychological warfare, and he was also the vice president of Time Warner. So people need to really reckon with what is entertainment in America. And you, and you think that he like, come on, you think he wasn't using that as a vessel to push his shit the same way I'm using this as a vessel to push my shit? Come on. It's an agenda, <laughs> bro. It's, it's agendas, agendas and principles remain. Agendas and principles are eternal. The, the means of achieving those, those are the only things that are malleable. So when it, so so when it comes to if I'm an imperialist. I nigga, nigga, it's imperialism. Like it's that's just that. That's everything it. I do. Everything I do is about imperialism. How I get there? All right, cool. I might you know befriend this dude to you know me screw this person over. I might befriend this person who's not cool with this person, but I'm still about imperialism. You know what I mean? I might you know make this person the head of this company, but it's still about imperialism. I might go go find a black head of CEO, blah blah blah, and this and that. And this in the way that I'm trying to couch this is. The line between entertainment and indoctrination is so clear that you can have somebody make a documentary series or docu-series about the Central Park Five. People, you know, who were tortured, people who were railroaded into prison as young boys, as young as young boys. Right. And being victim to the three strike laws, being victim to the mass incarceration, being victim to the laws written by the Bidens and the Clintons and the Reagans. Right. You you can have somebody make the, that type of film and it be spread all across Netflix for everyone to weep over the, the trauma. Right. And the, the person who directed it can turn right around and say, vote for the person who made that a reality for these boys in real life. And no one questions it besides those who know. And no one cares besides those who are trying to overturn the, the terrain to make that not a fact. How can Ava DuVernay make a Martin Luther King film that does nothing to actually historicize or give the proper context for the civil rights movement, but it just makes it another assimilationist plea to please let, let us into this project. Please let us into this imperial plunder. Right, like even do anything for Selma, bro. Like I was in Selma maybe a year and a half or two years ago, bro. Right, that shit is poverty stricken, bro. That's yes. what I'm pure ghost town. You had this what probably a hundred million dollar plus revenue generated film do mm -hmm. all this, mm -hmm. and what happened for black folks in Selma that you use their images for? Mm. You for, and that's why I'm like, what do these 
all these things are, are like you hear in the media there when you get these black films like that. It's like, oh, this is a political statement. A political statement of what? It comes with no demands. It comes with no ask. It comes with no material change. <laughs> so what, what? what is the statement? I guess mm-hmm. it is a political statement, a political statement for integration and liberalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Accumulation of wealth. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you asked, you know, I mean, what does it look like in a better world for us as Pan-Africanists, right? And I started by saying it was real, by, by trying to make something real. And I mean that in the fullest sense where we got to show our images and we got to show everything that makes up a person. We're, we're so often dehumanized and turned into these caricatures, like I'm saying. And the reason why we are in that state is because we ask nothing of our art to do anything beyond entertain us. We don't ask of our artists because we've been, I believe, psychologically refined in by the lay of the land and by the daily war on, on our bodies with jobs and the wage. We don't have time to just want anything more than a stimulant, right? Everyone's trying to either sedate themselves or stimulate themselves, right? And I think that our images at this point, they serve no purpose to, to do anything more than actually to depress us. So we have to ask more of, of, of our images to be like, yo, we need to see something that's going to make us happy. We need to see something that's going to tell the real story. How come there's never any movies where the black man shoots, shoots, shoots the pig and he gets off? You know what I mean? Like there's no movies there, even, even down to our music. Our music is being promoted to us as self-genocide. I'll shoot this and I'll shoot that and he'll shoot this and he'll shoot that. But it's never any, what's the backstory behind why you're doing that? What's the what's promoted versus what is being said by the artist? I'm not saying that. There are no artists doing that. But what is promoted is self-genocide. It is, it is our own destruction that's being given to us at every single point from our images to what we hear here they've 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 taken our eyes they've taken our ears from us and they've cut us off at the legs and they're telling us to walk into our society please integrate and we think that that's an invitation (laughs) it's not an invitation what we are being is we are being indoctrinated into a plot and the plot is you are gonna keep running at this carrot and i have a stick and you're never gonna catch the carrot but it's just the fact that you see the carrot I'm going to keep giving you these images of, oh, maybe we can make Kamala Harris the vice president. And then that'll make you all want more black images at our award shows. And then we can commemorate these people and blah, 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 blah. It's just one big, it's just one big plot, man. And we have to step in. Honestly, come on. Propaganda. Propaganda, bro. To make us want to believe in this so-called American project, bro. It's, it's wild. And it's wild how so many people will even sometimes even argue with you like, nah, that shit ain't true. This doesn't happen. It's like, bro, look at the facts. Even them, them themselves, they admit it. Mm-hmm. Like a movie like uh, Argo talking about mm-hmm. the CIA plot. You feel me to quote unquote, you know, rescue the American mm-hmm. uh, people in the Canadian embassy in Iran during a, a revolution. Like they literally show you how the CIA works in film. Mm-hmm. And we'll use false shit <laughs> for, for the imperialist missions. Absolutely. And they've been doing it. And they have over, I think it's over like uh, 1,100 TV shows since like 2007 have been either revised or backed by some U.S. intelligence agency. 
And this is just, you know, the fact of that we have what three um we so we have all of this within the halls of capital to the point where you 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 can look at things like the 1996 Telecommunications Act where it takes 24 radio conglomerates down to six. And then that takes, you know, uh, you know, I think it was like 12 record labels down to three. So now you're getting, you know, the six, like I listed before, the six Hollywood uh, power players. You have those companies. So now you have all of these just handfuls. And often these companies have so much crossover with people. You have the owners of BP and the owners of ExxonMobil who are on the board of Disney and stuff. It's just so much of just a one big capitalist gangbang. That's all that's, I mean, that's, that's all some, this is. Some monopoly capitalism and we're just moving closer and closer to a, a unified capitalist world order. The same Correct. niggas that own the record labels own the prisons. Come on. Come <laughs> same, on, man. The same own niggas the that, own, that own the prisons own, own the military. <laughs> like it's 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 all connected and, and this is like not nothing to be disputed. Yeah. Because John, I think it was John D. Rockefeller who said that um, competition is a sin. <laughs> competition is a sin. Like, meaning, like, no, we have the divine right to the spoils of the world. The colonized don't know, don't know what to do with it. They were too busy sharing it. And they were too busy, you know, so uh, no stabilizing it. <laughs> <laughs> they were too busy stabilizing the ecology. You know what I mean? We got to destroy the earth and we have to, you know, get everything that we want for the rubbers on our tires and from the Congo and the cobalt from, you know, the coltan, everything that they want. It has to be at, at the behest of the world itself. But, you know, for us, when we had the land and the resources, we found a way to stabilize the ecology and there was no, you know, uh, encroaching, you know, climate doom. There was none of that. But just the little amount of time in which people didn't know themselves to be Africans, we've allowed this to happen. And that's why organization is so key to us and understanding our images and knowing how to debrief ourselves of our images is also very important for our young as well. And you know what else be frustrating me about this shit is like, even in these, well, I, now I, as I'm processing, I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. So I was gonna name like, even in these these intergalactic worlds that 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 are crafted Afro for features. us to watch, we still dealing with shit like Jim Crow mm -hmm. <laughs> and the evil white man. I think about like Lovecraft Country, right, which has been presented as this Jordan Peele project when really it's written by a white man, um, and they just pay Jordan Peele to bring it to life visually, like it's an Outcast video or whatever other fucking. Uh, descriptors people online were using to, <laughs> to, to, to describe this shit, right? It's like, okay, even in a world where this nigga has magical powers and his aunt can travel through different dimensions and galaxies, he is still a brute. He is still dealing with racism. I'm like, even in our, even in our magical worlds, we still dealing with the same shit. Like, nigga, I want to twirl a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who was that? Mace Quindo was the nigga name. Yeah, Samuel yeah. Jackson. <laughs> but like, nigga, like, why can't we just be? You think about shit like um, these white movies where niggas are just like being regular and enjoying the day, or like fucking traveling across uh, Europe, the, the Southwest with a little fucking backpack and just having a great fucking time. Or I want movies like that white fortitude shit, like where this man versus nature, and this nigga always comes out on top. Like, I want some shit like that for black people. Mm -hmm. Niggas battling bears and shit. Mm -hmm. Shout out, Kelly. <laughs> I, fight a bear. <laughs> so, much, so much of what I think, you know, white images are is just 
it has to be defined against everything that blackness is. You know what I mean? Blackness as a own technology. You know what I mean? Whiteness as its own technology. Because in the real, in the Africans. You know what I mean? And that's what the terrain really is. It's, it's, the, it's the Europeans and the Africans. But if we're going to talk about the technology that they have us believing in, whiteness and blackness, then white white images are often defined against what blackness has to be for them because whiteness as a state of being superiority has to be superiority has to be like um based on someone else's inferiority so our our destruction defines their well-being our 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 constant death defines their state of peace so so they can have little, you know, 14-year-old, 15-year-old movies, slice of life shit where the girls learn how to get their driver's life licenses and shit. When we are getting terrorized and beaten by the police and railroaded into jails for rapes that we did not com- commit and shit, this is what we get. You know what I mean? If it's not that, then it's precious. If it's not that, then, you know what I mean, it's buffoonery with Kevin Hart. You know what I mean? It's all Tom's, Coons, Mulattoes, Mamies, and Bucks. And they all fulfill one of these roles where you have the Tom who is over eager to help white people. You have the Tom who is over eager and, you know what I mean? Doesn't really know what to do with themselves. You have exactly. You have the Tom. So you got the mulatto who's the one who's confused, doesn't know what they want to do in their life because of their race. And they come on like, come on, man. It's just like all of it from the buck. Who's the hypersexual, like, you know, hyper violent one. Like we all feel fulfill some of these most of the time when we're cast and that's because we're rarely even cast you can't even name 10 active black actors in hollywood at one time like who get recurring roles of empowerment of any any image of of empowerment even even the spike lee films that we grew up on people we have to look back at those and even those are you know under a lot of scrutiny now what kind of images actually are these actually point are these liberation images are these assimilation images yeah and it's why you know? even with this afro futurist shit like lovecraft countries bro it's like you had the jezebel in there you had the book you come on me, you had the mammy bro like all that shit and it's supposed to be afro futuristic world but it ain't because it was written by that a shit is white so man. reductionist you feel me lovecraft country written by a fucking white man a- anytime it's, i see a movie or a show painted as black film i'm seeing mm-hmm. one aspect of myself or some aspect of myself that I let go a long time ago. Some colonized version of myself that I let go a long time ago. Or it's like, nigga, I'm not trying to relive my trauma every time I turn on TV. Mm-hmm. That's why I just be watching just regular ass shit these days. I started watching cartoons, nigga. Black. Bob's Burgers and cartoons <laughs> and SpongeBob. Right. Right. And, but, um, and that's, just, that's just one of those things that I be th- thinking about a lot of time is when are we going to get some shit in space when we're not just due to their pro- projection? It's all about their, their European psychology. Us. Everything that they are doing to us, they, they have to project onto us. Dude. Because how, how else can you live with yourself? You know what I mean? You still, you still got to make it through the day, even when you have the land. And those who, you know, are just ignorant and want to engage in the spoils of settlers, they don't know the ins and outs of their of the colonization of their forefathers. All, all they know is that they got the spoils. So how do they make it through day to day? They're laughing at us. Like, why, why, why do people think that this is so the amount of times in which Africans 
think think about and are conscious of white people, they're equally as conscious of Africans. Masters are always conscious of their slaves. I'm not saying that they, you know, are are masters, but that's what they think they are. And if we're talking about the terrain, are they incredibly that wrong? If we're talking about the terrain, who owns the spoils and who owns the everyday? Who rules the day? Is it the, is it the settlers or is it the Africans? And if we're talking about the timeline that we're on, we are down. So we have to be honest about what the terrain is and what we are being you know, fed and what we're ingesting in terms of our images, in terms of our food, in terms of our music. All of this stuff matters to our daily war as our psyches. You know what I mean? It definitely matters. So given all that, all that context of us, you know, not being in control, how do we, you know, as black radicals, you know, with, how do we create this revolutionary content? You know, especially knowing that shit, we ain't got the big ass multi-million dollar budgets that these, you feel mm-hmm. me, uh, corporations have. Like, what, what, what are some, you know, tangible ways that we can start doing this shit? I would, you know, I definitely don't have all of the answers when it comes to that, but I've been thinking on this for a long time, probably like the last four or five years when I started beginning to write scripts and things like this, have things shopped here and there. Um, I always thought about, you know, starting at the lowest level possible with like-minded individuals is always a great place to start in terms of if you got grandmama's old old VHS camera, you got a couple old tapes you can get from the pawn shop for 20 cents or whatever, whatever it be, start there. But the images and, you know, the energy on camera, the aesthetics of it, everything is a matter of just what you want to create just on a basic artistic level. When it, And then adding in a politic to that, I think that's the role of organization. Organization has to be the house for these type of, you know, creative minds. And it should start with the youth in terms of um, what do we need? Because the youth are going to tell us exactly what we need to do in terms of um, what is the aesthetic? What is the lingo? We need, we need to know that type of stuff because that's how we get the hearts and minds of our people. And then expand it out to where we can have, you know, uh, you know, infrastructure where, you know, whether it be a certain amount of money that's allotted to, you know, propaganda can begin to get shelled out if through donations or whatever. I think that there's a lot of ways to start, but the best place is with like-minded individuals with what you have, whether it's a, it's a phone and just an idea, a little short skit, two minutes, whether it's the most ambitious thing, you're going to do a whole film on your iPhone or you're going to record everything on a MacBook, whatever. I think that it's all a matter of where is this being housed and who is assisting it? And if it can be housed in organization, then that would be the best place to start. I think you got to use what, what, what you have. And I, I, shit, I think about our breakfast program. Shit, we had us two, uh, somebody, a, a partner with a, a decent sized car that we could put a table in. And we had enough funds to go get eggs and sausage. And mm. things just started there. Did we think four years later we'd be able to, you know, do a thousand meals a week? A thousand meals a month? Hell no. And you got to just start with what you got with those intentions. And again, most of us is running around with some type of phone that got the capacity to to record it, mm-hmm. to record. So figure out what, with whatever, how much uh, space you got on your phone, if that allows you to make four minutes, how can you get your message across in four minutes? Editing. Mm-hmm via your, your your phone and shit and you just got to get creative with this shit and i think it's learning us starting to accept that um our stories don't have to always be through the mediums that we've been conditioned to receive them in 
Like everything don't gotta be 60 minutes. Everything don't gotta be over a beat. Every you know what I'm saying? Just yep. starting to realize, starting to think outside of the mediums that have been presented to us. Mm-hmm. Not you know, not not everything like you're saying. That's a great point because not everything has to be what you know three acts. Not and not not everything has has to be two acts. You can have a one act film if you that's what that's what you want to go for. Why does it have to be through the colonial un- understanding of this is the right way? What is the right way? And who taught you what is right? What is what is the what is that voice that's telling you that's wrong? You know what I mean? And a lot of us would actually need to interrogate that and recognize that, oh, shit, that's the settler in, in my mind telling me that this is a bad idea because it's not marketable to Europeans. That is literally why so many ideas die in this nation is because, damn, man, it's not marketable to white folks. That's literally how a lot of us are just abandoning our dreams is because we are conscious of the terrain, but we are not active in understanding that oh even shit, in a, this can change. In the Black Messiah, like they had to change the way it was written mm-hmm. based off of the production company. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they had to actually write it in that way because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like you you get screenings, you know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure that they went through screenings of test screenings of this this audience. And, you know, they had you know 30 white white people and four black people. Let's see how how the four black people respond to this image and the 30 white people do. Oh, we had a mixed okay let then if it's mixed then we can put put it on this many theaters if it's overwhelmingly positive then we're, we're go for this date that's how this shit goes in hollywood it's all gatekeeping it's all a matter of who is deserving to get a piece of this imperial pie who's deserving and when we understand what that means meaning of what is the likeness and the psychology within the mannerisms within the behavior that these people are liking you why do why do people like diddy why do the europeans like diddy think think about this why did why why do the europeans like tyler perry why do the europeans like jay or why do they find them useful is a better question why are they there if you're not there and all of us are not there but they are there just these select amount of africans are there all these africans who've been exiled prisoned jailed assassinated and these are the ones who are elevated why is john lewis there I mean, they'll tell you, they'll, you know they'll I mean? tell you they'll tell you it's because they're the smartest they'll tell mm-hmm. you it's because they're the they have the most more morale they have mm-hmm. the most value when really mm-hmm. the so, the short answer is they are the most aligned with what the empire needs mm-hmm. period that man that man ain't as smart as you <laughs> not oh, he, as, he as talented as he you he didn't work harder than you <laughs> i'm saying though john david washington he's denzel's son he's in everything of course you know what I mean? You see uh, Zoe Kravitz. I'm not trying to disparage any, anybody's talent. I'm saying these people aren't good. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We got a context matters, bro. Exactly. Like, Zoe many Kravitz. People run, it's too many people running around thinking they're not, they're not talented enough. When really, my nigga, you don't have the access to the resources or the luxuries. That's what I'm saying. They're not designed for you, kid. <sighs> Come on. Bro, you, you. you got whole crews. You never stood crews. a chance. Never stood. <laughs> it, but like the lens is like, you know, it'd it be whole crews that gotta pop up, up to a video shoot, or you gotta have people on time. They, they gotta be extras just to get 30 niggas on the porch. Like, all right, yo, do this. And you know what I mean? Now, yeah. now, now, now imagine 300. All right. Now imagine not 300. Now imagine a thousand for, fa- for fast and furious. Oh, like, bro, of course, Tyrese and Ludacris are only gonna be the two Negroes in Hollywood doing those movies. Like, bro. Who do we imagine ourselves to be if we recognize that we are oppressed, right? 
but then think that our images are also not oppressed. Who do we imagine ourselves to be if we think that we have all of these liberties, but yet we recognize, I mean, we, we don't have all of our freedom. We, we, we still asking these Europeans for the right to vote. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you like this, bro. Like from my experience as someone who has been in music um, and I even think about some of the stuff that me and Blake have done via podcast. Like if these white people don't like you and I mean, they not they have to want to tolerate your ass like your entire being, the way you walk, talk, yep. dress and smell. nigga. If they don't like that, you do not have access to what they want. Yep. I am telling you right now. I've been in I've been in rooms where I like if this nigga don't like me. I know that I'm about to lose this opportunity. He don't like me. He don't like the way I talk. Mm-hmm. Period. He don't like the way I look. He don't like the way I walk. He don't like who the niggas are brought in this room with me. I make him uncomfortable. I do not represent the kind of African that he is comfortable around. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I, if they don't like you, nigga, they're not mm-hmm. fucking with you. So think about what that means for the niggas that they do fuck with. Come on. It's gatekeeping, man. We got to understand is that they're not going to let you. It's like, bro, it's like when you go into the club. And you got the bouncer at the front. We only doing this many people, right? They're gonna let this girl through. They're gonna let that 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 dude through. They're gonna let that this dude through. And you get up there and they say, nah, fam, not not tonight. And then they just like, man, how come blah blah blah? He's like, I don't like the way you dress, I don't like this and that. That's literally what the halls of capital also also do to us. I don't like the way this African dress. I don't like the way this African's talking. I don't, I don't. I don't. We've run this African's name government from the time that he could speak to now. I don't like his affiliations. Uh, he got too much egalitarian politics. I've seen his tweets. They they they, they is that deep. They they're doing that now. The state got us on that type of file now. I mean, that's what the whole point of stuff is. Come on! Got to do the research themselves. Then we got to send the agent. They just do the NSA type shit, plugging your name and it's. Mm-hmm. Do you Come want on. the nigga fucking revolutionary pan Africanism, or you want the nigga that say we just need more cops? Or voted for Libby Schaff. Who, who, I'm trying to get to this bag. <laughs> what? What? Who is the nigga that's going to be more aligned with what you what you need, which is a, which is in the end more capital, and you're going to use your media to warp mm-hmm. motherfuckers' minds in the name of more capital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because last time I checked, the folks who are going to Tyler Perry's, you know, movies, the folks in Atlanta out there getting gentrified out their houses because his studios raising the property value. That's what's happening. So in the name in the name of black representation, in the name of black power. Come on. Come on. And now the, and now the neighborhood is losing black representation because of a film How that where works. you mock it <laughs> exactly so what is the dialectical relationship niggas what is billions, one that says billions though you can't you can't you can't make a whole neighborhood rent free come on bro how many of these build a whole neighborhood water can't system, all, solar give power. it out free you can make it green you could have grocery stores you could have farms nigga and you only and you still you still uh, 900 million up and for the niggas who might hear that and be like well he worked hard for his shit why 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 he got to give it out or give it away for free but he was saying he was doing all of this in the name of black people it was mm. all black representation and saying, uplifting black folks to, to help our culture to mm-hmm. move forward and to to help our people what's some more grander gesture than free shit for your people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's after a, a while, you love your people. Because <laughs> after a while, like, what does it mean to have two billion when it's like oh, I got a billion right now? Even even on that level, yes, we understand that serious Africans that to be a billionaire is obviously the most disgusting thing, right? But when it comes to just the logistics of the real world, what type of psyche do you have to have to have two billion 
and then not think, you know, let, let me open up a grocery store on the corner that I used to walk to when I didn't have no car or when I ain't had no bike or I didn't have anything. I didn't have a dollar to go to the store with. Why don't I go buy a grocery store and let me lower the prices so competitively low that Walmart is thinking about doing something to me? You know what I mean? Where it's like, damn, people can go here and get fresh produce because I'm actually going to employ the local community gardens and I'm going to pay them and I'm going to mechanize their farms for them. I'm going to do all that. So, you know, I don't even got to pay it out of my pocket. I'm going to make the community serve itself. They don't even think on that level because you know why? Their agents are white. Their publicists are white. Everyone around them is Europeans. And the select few Africans that are there, they're there because they are like what Lindsay said. They're tolerated. They're allowed to be there. They're tokens. They're ornaments. But they're not. They're not conscious. Those people. Come on. There's always been those people. From from back on. on the continent to now, there's always Come been on. those people. Come on. And if we understand our history, shit all makes sense. Come on. Winds up. <laughs> yes, sir. Q, you got a little bit more time for for a little extended cut. We got like two questions for you, and then we can wrap it up. Yeah, for sure. For this next, unfortunately, you have reached the paywall. This is the paywall that you have <laughs> seen. So if you want to give you some money to listen to this shit, go to patreon.com slash hellblackpod. Once again, that's patreon.com slash hellblackpod. Nah, but for real, support us, nigga. We get over here creating black radical content, revolutionary content, week in and week out, and we doing the work. So, you know, tap in patreon.com slash hellblackpod. I know some of y'all white folks had Juneteenth off past week because it's a federal holiday give us that money <laughs> give us that money pay up 